Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bibliophile AF. I am your host, Ronay, and this is episode number six. Woo, I missed y'all. I really, really did. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I hope you had an amazing holiday, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or not. I hope you ate good food, drank good wine, spoke kind words to one another, laughed a lot, uh, all of the above, honestly and truly. I just hope that your holiday, holiday week, whatever, uh, was amazing. Uh, I certainly had a great holiday. I actually got to spend Thanksgiving in two different places. So that was always, that's nice. (laughs) Um, Had a little bit of Spanish food, a little bit of seafood, a little bit of soul food. Uh, So great start to the holiday season. I'm not going to lie. Uh, in addition, uh, my birthday was actually Thanksgiving week, November 22nd. Uh, so I'm on the cusp of Scorpio and Sag for those of you who are into all of that. Um, turned 31 this year and I'm not going to lie. 31 started off beautifully. I can't even front. Uh, with that said, I do want to take a moment to give my partner his flowers because he really put together the birthday of my dreams this year. Uh, I had been saying for a while that I wanted to go to New York, just kind of have kind of a touristy winter New York type of experience. We've both been to New York separately, but never together. Uh, And I've been wanting to go to Broadway, specifically Lion King on Broadway for a while. Uh, So I was kind of already planning something like that. And he told me we were going on a surprise trip, told me to pack my bags. Next thing you know, we're in the middle of Times Square. Uh, And it was absolutely phenomenal. The food was amazing. Drinks were amazing. Vibes were amazing. (laughs) Um, We got to see, of course, a bunch of things going on in Times Square. We walked Central Park. Uh, I got to see Lion King on Broadway. I literally cried in like the first five minutes. No joke. If you have an opportunity to see the show, please see the show. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, We went to AEW Wrestling, which was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Although I should have expected as much, (laughs) but it was so much fun. Uh, Yeah, and we walked all over the place, which is amazing. Walking in New York is definitely different from walking anywhere else. And for those of you who have never been, that's that's a fact. (laughs) Uh, And then he surprised me with a trip to Boston, which I was not expecting at all. Uh, I, fun fact about me, am a big fan of Cheers. Uh, the show and I've always wanted to go to the bar that the show was based on so he made that happen and it was such a fun time had a beer uh, conversed with a bunch of people that were not from Boston Um, they didn't scream norm when I walked through the doors but you know other than that it was a really great experience and I got some memorabilia as well and yeah it was just overall a great birthday Um, so SP if you're listening Thank you for always listening to my dreams and helping them come true. Um, I love you and I appreciate you. But enough of the gushy stuff. (laughs) Let's, you know what we're here for. Let's, let's get into it. Uh, We have a guest today. I'm very, very excited. Uh, And before we dive in, I definitely want to take time to introduce her. But before I do, I got to give her a proper introduction. Uh, So... Me and this girl go way back, literally back to middle school days. What, that's like 18 years now at this point that we've known each other. Who's counting? But <laughs> whatever. Um, I honestly and truly remember how we became friends. We were attending Muhlenberg Middle School and we had the same science class together. Sat in the corner right by the door. And I noticed that she was new. I had been at the school for a little while. I noticed that she was new. And I knew I wanted to be her friend right off the bat. I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to be friends. But I would talk to her during class, after class, before class. And at first she was kind of like, you know, she'll give me a little words here and there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be persistent. Let's be clear. I'm I'm definitely going to keep talking to you. Uh, And so eventually I think she finally got tired of me continuously talking to her. And then she just gave in at some point. And here we are 18 years later. Uh, But without further ado. Welcome, Arminthia. 
Hello. <laughs> Did you like that I, introduction? I loved it. I'm cheesing over here because I literally remember this uh, as if it was yesterday. Yes. Yes. Um, and has it been 18 years? I Apparently. Apparently. Wow. I literally did the math today while I was driving and I was like, it's been like 18 years. No lie. Wow. <laughs> and I had to do like finger math to figure it out. I was like, okay, so yeah. Oh, well, it's yes. been an amazing 18 years. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes. Well, welcome to Bibliophile. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I yes. am very Truly happy. honored. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm very excited that you're my first guest. I feel like it's only right. I feel like that's the, the right. best way to start off the guests speakers coming up in here so absolutely uh, very excited how are you feeling are you feeling excited I'm ecstatic I'm <laughs> very honored I'm excited to be on here um and I just want to say thank you for having me I love that we can bond over books it's one of the many yes. things that we connect with um, yes so it's just great I'm I'm happy to be here yay good 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 <laughs> I I feel the same I not only because I have a, a speaker, a guest, finally, but also just because, like you said, we get to bond over books. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was such a great book to bond over. So absolutely. without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, people. So today we are talking about Stories from the Tenants Downstairs by Sadiq Fofana. Uh, I believe this is his debut book. He is a teacher in New York. Uh, the plot of the book is actually Harlem. And, you know, I don't like to give out too many spoilers, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a summary of the book. So basically, it's eight stories, eight different people, but they connect in this one unique way. Uh, and that unique way is gentrification. Uh, they're living in the hoods of Harlem. They live in this apartment complex that is about to be gentrified rent is going up and literally every person in each chapter they just don't know what to do uh and it's crazy because it's from different age groups as well you have like a little 13 year old you have a girl in her mid-20s a mom in her 50s a man in his 60s plus um which was what I loved the most about this book um I'm a big fan of books with multiple stories in one book and having that one little connection. I don't know about you, Armithy. How do you feel about that? I'm here for it. I I loved it. I love the Perfect. intertwined of all the stories. It gives you a little more. So I'm yes. here for it. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, so yeah, so basically they're just talking about, you know, their personal struggles while also just dealing with the fact that they might not even be able to live where they live anymore and just having to adapt to life before they're even ready, uh, which I think everybody can, you know, relate to that in some way or another. Life is funny that way. Uh, and yeah, that's that's the summary of the book. I'm going to keep it there because, well, you know what? I will add one thing. I will say it's a little bit about love. It's a little bit mm -hmm. about death. It's a little bit about struggle mm -hmm. um, and everything else in between. Uh, so I really think this book is such a strong piece of black history to be honest with you um I personally love that it gets it sheds light on such a such an important thing that's going on gentrification is real it's really happening and mm -hmm. you know it's affecting a lot of people not just you know black America but a lot of people and um what I really loved about this book was he really took Abonics to the next level. I honestly, I can't even <laughs> say that I've read a book with Ebonics included. And for those of you who are not familiar, Ebonics is basically black cultural language. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we talk. You know what I mean? And I loved, it was such a refreshing thing for me to read. At first, the first page, I was like, what am I reading? Yes. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh yes, I love this because it every character reminded me of somebody and even myself mm. sometimes and I was just like okay that's real I, I, I needed this I needed this refresher that's real yes. <laughs> I, you know I'm glad that you brought up brought that up because I was really going to say that the AAVE in here is heavy hitter mm -hmm. I I struggled I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie 
as somebody who speaks Ebonics on a daily basis where I feel like, oh, you know what? Let me correct myself. Let's right. be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really, I really did struggle. I had to read the book out loud. Um, but then I also loved how each character in the book had their own uh, lingo. You know, they, mm-hmm. not all the characters spoke the same and I absolutely loved how they had their individuality especially with the way that they spoke in the book yes and even the writing that's what I Mm -hmm. love too because you know how I am with grammar so at first I was really like what is going on (laughs) but then I was like you know what this is this is very real this is very real like this is he just painted the most realistic picture uh, in the most beautiful way, because it, it, mm-hmm. it no by no means do I feel like it was knocking mm-hmm. the black culture. I really just think you know this is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Take it or leave it. But like these are our experiences. This is how we feel, and you know this is our truth, and that's it. You know what I mean? This is how we express our right unapologetically. Yes, this is who yes. we are. This is exactly yes. who we are, and I think he portrayed it beautifully in this book. Um, yes yes I agree okay so takeaways for you what were some of the main themes and takeaways that you got uh, from this book one of the main takeaways that I I felt like a lot of characters got from this from their stories um was they all had choices um mm. A lot of the choices that were made were made off of necessity. A lot of the choices that were made were basically made out of survival. Um, And us, we know what it's like to live in survival mode, know people that Mm -hmm. have lived in survival mode. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the choices that were made were literally not the best. Um, However, um, sometimes you just... Do what you have to do in order to survive. Um, that was probably one of the, the biggest things that I took from it. Um, mm-hmm. Was the fact that they all literally had choices um, within the book. Okay. Yes, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and I, I really love that you brought that up because that was actually not even on <laughs> my list of themes and takeaways. Mm-hmm. So I really love that because... You're absolutely right. They all had choices. They just chose not to. Some of them, you know what I mean? And then some of right. them did, but it just didn't go the way it planned. And yeah, um, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, some of the things that I found, uh, well, first of all, let me not jump the gun. Mm-hmm. Did you find, were there, was there anything else that stuck out to you? I mean, there was just so much. Uh, we can go from the single mothers in the book we could talk about um Mm -hmm. the education um and the lack thereof um that Mm -hmm. we you know we face in the in the community um you know just the lack of support uh that these people were even given yeah you know with with everything that because I don't want to I don't want to say too much I want y'all to actually read the book (laughs) yes you know you know it, it, it was just it's just so real um and it's so relatable um it was just very relatable with um you know with the gentrification and just the things that we literally go through on a day-to-day basis it was just put all in one book um and like you said he just put it together so well to the point that you can actually appreciate the fact that like you know what I know somebody that went through you know homelessness or an eviction process Mm -hmm. and things like that and all you could do is like really have a heavy heart and just want to you know help and and you know like what can what can I do as I read this book because this is something that would literally happen in a community nearby you know like none of this is it's not far-fetched at all um so it is it's that's that's basically what I got from it (laughs) I'm not no, yes. too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. No, I, I completely agree. 
And I think this is one of those books where you could really dive deep into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like go down a rabbit hole of sorts. Um, Absolutely. Honestly, because he was hitting on so many different things, not just gentrification, but the effects of it, the effects of life, just day to day things that, you know, we we're, we're going through. Yes. Uh, so I feel that. Uh, things and take, takeaways for me, uh, definitely hard knocks. You know what I mean? People were really going mm. through life, you know, mm. in a very struggling way. Yes. Um, overcoming those struggles, you know, was a big thing. You know, people just trying to be better than yesterday or acknowledging that they could be better, but being scared to take that leap. Uh, that's so common. You know, we don't realize how close we are to the next part of our lives, you know, because we're so stuck on damn well what if you know what I mean what if you know what if it doesn't work out or maybe it's not meant for me or you know Mm -hmm. all of those things and I really felt that um strongly throughout the book uh and just trying to survive like you said survival Mm -hmm. mode for real for real was a huge theme for this book survival mode uh just trying to make it day to day you know what I mean just trying to make sure I can eat you know one scene in particular that I do want to talk about is one of the characters his boy had just got out of jail and they were hanging out, smoking, kind of thinking about what they were going to do that night, going to go out, party, whatever, celebrate. And the dude that just got out of jail, he really wanted Chinese food. And I felt like, okay, this is a real thing. Like, yes, you that specific type of Chinese food or a specific meal that you know you couldn't get while you were locked up. And mm-hmm. they ordered the food and the place that they order from, uh, the only, you know, Chinese spot in the vicinity of the apartment complex, uh, they're known to, for being played a lot of the time, for being bamboozled on, the, on their money. So they ordered the food, got the Chinese, and ran. And the dude uh, from which the story's perspective is taking place, he has, like, this moment where he didn't even want to do that. He didn't want to set up the Chinese restaurant. He didn't want to have to run. Uh, And he literally, like, says something along the lines of, like, am I going to run every time I'm hungry? You know what I mean? As Mm. in, like, am I going to keep putting myself in positions where I can't pay for things or I can't do things the right way? Mm. And that was just such a real such a real statement you know what I mean it was such a real statement about something so simple as something as but you know it's not as simple as we think it is you know what I mean some people don't get a meal every day and that was you know that's kind of what you're gonna get when you read this book that was a little bit more of a sneak peek for you yeah no it's it's real it's real here in this book yes (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so let's talk about your two favorite quotes. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Okay, so let me get it up. Give me one second. Sure. <clears throat> so I uh, we originally spoke of one, but I found this one, and it says, because until then, porches was like quick sand. The longer you was out on them, the more people saw you dying. Um, and this was, let me see, this particular one was the Young Entrepreneurs of Miss Bristol's Front Porch. Um, and I, when I saw this, I automatically stopped and I was like, this is the one for me because it just resonated. (laughs) It, It literally resonated, um, especially because one thing I did notice, I don't know if this is going to come off some sort of way um sitting outside on the porch is such a black and brown person type of thing to do <laughs> um I give it to me <laughs> you know and you know we out here we just, we know who coming who's going what time you getting home who lives here who lives there you know we greet each other you know we're not not in all areas are you you know besties with your neighbor but you're neighborly you're friendly to the people Mm -hmm. around you and I just felt like this quote was so real because sometimes we have so much struggle um, and we live in so much poverty and just such a survival mode mindset that literally Mm -hmm. we just see life just flashing by you know and we don't even get to enjoy 
you know, what's out there because we're stuck in this position. Like, I got to sit on my porch because I don't got any money to go anywhere. I got to, you know, bamboozle the Chinese people because I don't have any money to Mm -hmm. buy me food to eat. So I just really Mm -hmm. like that quote because it was just so, it's just so real because sometimes we're stuck in this mindset, in this place. And it's just like, you know, we just see people wither off and and that's yes. the truth you know we see we don't see some kids grow up to be 18 19 mm. 20 25 years old you know we see uh, families yes. just breaking apart we see elderly you know our old elders you know passing away and they don't have family or anybody to take care of them or their you know funerals or finances and things like that so I just felt I really felt that quote it's so 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 small so short but I just thought it was so real for the for the book yes I agree I agree a thousand percent and I feel like the porch the porch whole the whole porch scenario is a life like if you're sitting mm-hmm. on the porch it's almost like the stoop kid from Hey Arnold. I don't know if you remember that episode. Yes, Arnold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But that was one of my favorite episodes because the stoop kid was afraid to leave the stoop. The stoop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it took all of his courage. But for the most part of you know, for the most part of his childhood, he saddled this stoop and watched passing by and living their lives and going about their business. And if it were up to him, without that extra push of the the, the block, you know, the kids. He would have stayed on that stoop. So, uh, which is definitely a metaphor for people walking past. You're just watching them walk by. You know, so maybe you'll see them again. Maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. And that is, yes. And that's the reality of life, honestly and truly. Yes, for real. Okay. Did you did you want me to give the second quote, or did yes. you want to go ahead? Yes. Oh, okay. No, nope. all you. Okay. Say less. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so I clearly I clearly like this chapter. This was probably my favorite chapter. So we're going to read another one from the same chapter. Um, okay. Okay, so it says, I already know I'm going to read it 999 times and that each time I read it, it's going to make me sadder. By the time I get to 1,000, I'm just going to say along with everybody else that it's just one of them letters they send to everybody. By the five child... 5,000th time, I'm going to ask why come Candice hit the teacher with that ruler and the answer ain't going to surprise me. Then I'm going to ask why come the news cameras ain't here yet and laugh. By the last time I read it, I ain't finna be asking questions like no more because I'm going to have the answers for all them questions myself and them answers is going to make me feel safe. Feel safe in my bubble with the rest of the Bernitas. Yes, as you as you could tell, I struggled. <laughs> no, look, I that happens to be all the time recording these things. But no, that was that was such a good quote. And and what are your thoughts on that? Like seriously, honestly, it just broke my heart because yeah, um, there's just a lot of letdown you know um Mm. when it comes to certain things and I think you just get so used to being let down that you kind of are okay with it um but then you kind of I don't want to say be in denial about it but you know it it just becomes Mm -hmm. your norm and you're just used to never having anything to look forward to or anything to be excited about so um I think it it went really well with the chapter um with everything that transpired between the girls in the chapter but um it really hit me personally we gonna get personal real quick (laughs) yes please let's do it (laughs) (laughs) because I I feel like I've I've always been that type of person that um I lose hope very quickly when things don't, you know, work out a certain way. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it just, it it gets to a point where you just don't even look forward to anything. And it's just a sad way of living. Um, And, you know, you just, like, like she says, she's safe in her bubble where she knows that nobody can hurt her. If you don't look forward to anything, you can't get, you won't be let down. You know, mm. so if there's no expectations, there's no disappointment. And yep. I feel that personally. So, <laughs> yes, I felt no, that. I, 
I thank you for sharing that actually because that is a very deep feeling to feel you know what I mean and even mm-hmm. to express I feel in general to actually recognize within yourself because you're absolutely right like there's just some days where you're just like you know what okay right <laughs> and then you get to that point so much that you realize you're almost settling for life you know what I mean you're almost at this point where you're just like but whatever happens and let me say I feel it's very tricky because on one hand you're taught to go with the flow but then on the other hand you're taught not to settle for less Mm. and those two things are very contradicting um honestly and it also is very confusing because you're feeling what you're feeling Mm -hmm. but us being the thinkers that we are we think ourselves into oblivion truly oh preach girl (laughs) because that's so real (laughs) because i really had that moment where i'm like you know what sometimes we think ourselves so much into oblivion that we're just like you know what whatever comes at me just add it to add it to my shoulders you know what I mean add it to my yes. back we're just gonna it's all right we got it we're strong enough you know what I mean mm-hmm. and we are of course but we didn't need all of that to even prove that and sometimes oh. we forget you oh. know what I mean yes so and it also just adding to that I actually got a little emotional there when you were talking about that and I now for the oh. first time realize that that chapter really makes me think about a family member um, and being around that age and I think that that may be how she feels mm. she may have already been let down so much in her life that she just doesn't care and she just right. kind of takes everything as it is as and it, is. it comes yes. off so negative to others mm-hmm. but in reality that's her coping mechanism mm-hmm. and can and, you take that away from her because that's her reality right. You know, she's right. just taking everything at face value. Right, right. And does, you know, are her reactions the best? No. But mm-hmm. the the fact of the matter is, just like in this chapter of the book, she's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's, she's yeah. really a kid. And it, it's very unfortunate when you have to force yourself to grow up so fast in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, it's not necessarily... Yeah, it, there's so there could be so many different reasons why you know what I mean there's no pinpointing in everybody's life why it made you the way you were mm. as a child acting a certain way but you only hope that as an adult you can figure that out and you can break that cycle that chain yes. and you can be a version of yourself that yes is well past that I completely agree and yeah I I agree. Yeah, that, 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 On that's so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a chapter where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really thinking that through again. And it really, it resonates in a different way. But, you know, the good thing, one thing about you for sure, I want to give you your flowers is you're very resilient. And that, that mm. that's a beautiful thing. A lot, not a lot of people have that. You know what I mean? Not yeah. a lot of people have the ability to be resilient to... Mm-hmm. You're you just always, you know what I mean. Yeah. For better or for worse, you're just you're doing what you gotta worse. do. Thank you. I appreciate. Absolutely. It. Of course, a thousand percent. And like I appreciate you, you for being that person. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You know, we just you know some days I feel like, oh, am I sinking or am I swimming? But at the end of the hey. day, we swimming up in here. <laughs> right. <laughs> And either way, you get to feel the water between your toes. Hey, you know what yeah, I mean? And that's like, a beautiful thing. <laughs> and yep, that's a beautiful yep. thing. And let's be real, you know, with resilience comes a lot of patience and a lot of, um, like, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard, you know, and we could take it back to the bernitas and the candies. <laughs> um, but it really takes a lot of, um, I guess like mental strength to mm-hmm. you know because a lot of our battles are literally mental right yes um, we have monetary battles we have issues with you know other people and stuff like that but all in all all we can really control is ourselves you know and mm-hmm. what exact what we think is what we put out 
Um, and you know, a lot of the times I may not be the sin, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to get, excuse me, to the end of this or, you know, the fight, well, we're going to fight it out. You know, we're going to figure it out. Right. Period. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. One way or another. (laughs) One way or another. And life is, it's funny that way too. You know, that always, it'll, it always gets you where you need to go some way somehow and it really right. as much as we hate to admit it because sometimes I'm just like man what is this process really but for we real. just gotta trust it I guess <laughs> right right and it, trust it and it just be in the process that's that's the crazy thing they say it all the time and not and sometimes when they say things like that like you gotta trust the process you gotta enjoy the process it's like it kind of goes over people's head because you it's kind of hard to fathom like I gotta enjoy this right now and and, right. and, and because the process isn't always like the best part it's the hard no. part Who yes knows, you know but <laughs> you just gotta embrace yeah. it but the best part is we get to look back like oh wow <clears throat> you know we overcame that we did that absolutely. you know what I mean like absolutely we made that happen so okay. yes looking forward always looking forward Yes. Good, good. Well, my two quotes. All right. So my first one is this one is the chapter with the kids and Mr. Broderick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Miss Dallas. <laughs> yes, Miss Dallas. Good old Miss Dallas. We all know a Miss Dallas. I, I will say that for sure. <laughs> Facts. We, we sure we surely do. All right, so the quote is, learning never exhausts the mind. Simple quote, but honestly, mm. I feel like this is one of those quotes that's really, that that really goes over people's head a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I, I re- you know, I had recently posted about just like accepting the knowledge, you know, mm. like whether you agree with it or not, like we just need to be better at accepting the knowledge that's thrown at us and thinking about it you know kind of processing what we've been told and then making forming our actual opinions about it not just oh I told I tell you a thing you're immediately like nope I don't want to hear it that's not true or I don't like it and Mm. then that's it yeah so and because that part is is exhausting you know but when you open your mind up to learning Mm. You're not exhausting the mind. You know what I mean? You're literally fueling the mind the more you allow yourself to learn new things. That's so real. That's, yes. and that's so real. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, you know, it was like a, a, a simple yet very strong quote. And I, I had to throw that in there. Um, my other quote is, but I stand on the shoulders of giants and I peer out at what is and what could be. Ooh. Now... I just felt like this was one of the strongest quotes in the book. This quote comes from Mr. Murray's chapter. So the very last chapter. Okay. um, Which to kind of give you guys some context. This is uh, a part. This chapter is about a man who lives in the complex. But he spends a lot of his time outside asking, you know, looking for people to play chess with. Uh, so to people that don't know him, it comes off like he's some homeless man asking for money, trying to, you know, get people when in reality that it that's not his story. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, but this quote, I just really felt represents us as a collective. And mm. when I say us, it, it goes far beyond the black community or the Spanish community or any the community of color. It's just us in general as people, you know, we do stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, and I would hope that we would peer out and, you know, at what is and what could be, you know, it's about hope. It's about fear. It's about letting go. It's about chasing a dream or Mm -hmm. just acknowledging that you have one you know but also acknowledging the reality of life you know at the same time so that quote really hit me on a on a different level no I love that honestly I really liked um this that chapter the last chapter it was very short so I kind of felt like I flipped a couple pages and it it just kind of ended up abruptly Mm -hmm. for me um (laughs) which before I continue 
uh, you know what? I'll finish my thought. Um, I, I really liked his his story. It was just, I feel like I wish it had a, just a little bit more. Um, but everything he did say, you know when they say when you're a man of little words, like you don't have a lot to say, but what you say yes. means a lot. That's kind of what the chapter felt like. But I still yes. would have liked a little more. Um, but he was real throughout the whole chapter. Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> yes. He was, he was definitely <laughs> the old wise man. And I loved when he said he really wanted to come at all of them and air all their dirty laundry out. But for real, he didn't because he knew that at the end of the day, people can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in their minds, they were really doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't see it from a different perspective, but we still feel like we're doing the right thing to begin right. with. And sometimes that right thing is just the right thing for mm-hmm. you and not for other people. And But you're right. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's a perfect way to sum it up. And I, I wonder if he made the chapter that way because of the fact that he was an older man, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, an older man, wiser man, man of few right. words. Right. Like you said, when he does speak, it's all fire. <laughs> it's literally right. gems and fire. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And 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 like you said, um, it, it's perfect that you said that. Um, it just slipped my mind. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you're to- you're totally fine. Let me know if you come back to it. I got it. I got um, it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, he he was so self aware. Like when you said at one point he wanted to like roast everybody and tell them about himself, about themselves. But like mm-hmm. you said, he knew compared to everybody else. Like I know you guys mean well, even though you're fos, right? Um, but I'm gonna let y'all live because yep. we just gonna <laughs> chill. So it, it's crazy. And then he is also the seasoned character in the book Mm -hmm. so that self-awareness is great um with Mr. Marie I love yes yes and that actually brings me to the next segment because that was my favorite chapter uh and I know we were thinking about what our favorite chapters were in the book that Mm -hmm. I think was definitely my favorite chapter um the the girls on the porch was definitely my second (laughs) I must say uh, but Mr. Murray was my favorite chapter. And reason being is because, again, like you said, like he's just shooting all of this wisdom and he's so self-aware mm-hmm. that it doesn't take away from his life when people are doing things around him or doing things to him. Um, and I felt like that was something that needed to be spoken about because... Right. Uh, He's outside playing checkers. All he wants is somebody to play. And what I love about this, that he's speaking as if the reader is playing checkers with him. Like he's waiting for you to come and play Mm -hmm. with him. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. that. And when, you know, talked to by the cops and stuff, like he's not taking it personally because he knows they're doing what they're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, like he knows his truth. So he's not affected by what everybody else has going on. And I I loved that. Like, I really loved that for him. And I think that that's why when the people from the complex wanted to help him. And we're not telling you this, the scenario. (laughs) Uh, But when the people (laughs) from the complex wanted to help him, uh, he was kind of like, they didn't even ask me. If mm-hmm. I wanted the help, you know what I mean? Like to them, I'm this person and this person when in reality, they don't know anything about me. These people mm-hmm. never had a conversation with me. And a lot of people just, you know, do things out of pure, appla- for pure applause, you know, for, right. for to seek validation and to, to gain that level of, oh, look what I'm doing. You know, oh, yes. look at me. Mm-hmm. We see that all over social media. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I I really felt like that's he put social media he turned social media into a character and put it on paper. Oh, he really real. did. Like <laughs> I really feel like that's what it is, and it made me think of a few things. You know, it made me think mm-hmm. of a few instances uh, that I've been in or I've seen other people be in where they're trying to do something kind, but they also want to make sure that it's being recorded, and it's like why you know <laughs> right and. 
I think for a lot of people, especially now in the digital age, I really feel that people are worried that things are not going to seem like they really happened unless they're recorded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. even, even I think all of us, even myself, sometimes going on vacation or going to somewhere nice, you know what I mean? I take a lot of mental pictures. I would literally mm. like form a camera with my fingers yes! and just click, click, click. <laughs> you do that too? Oh, God. Yes, I definitely I love do. It. <laughs> I, do that. I definitely do that. <laughs> oh, yay. Yes, yes. So I will take mental pictures and then. I am at a point in my life where I truly like start feeling guilty for taking regular like real pictures. Like I'm like, mm. should I just be like, in, you know, I am enjoying this moment and taking mm. a picture is not necessarily taking away from the beauty of what I'm capturing. But right. isn't it though? You know, <laughs> like isn't it kind of? I mean, something, some, I feel like some situations are definitely worth capturing a moment for. Cause yeah, yeah, you'll put it on social media, but at the same time, one day you'll scroll through your phone and be like, oh, I remember this. This is a beautiful sunset or that food was bomb. We got to go back. Things yes. like that, you know, but I yes. feel like you've been around people that literally from the moment y'all link up whenever they're literally taking pictures of everything recording yeah everything. A, whole, a whole camera guy a whole camera guy <laughs> that <laughs> uh, reality tv okay yes um, yes that's excessive but I, I i get it i love mental pictures so i get where you're coming from at the same yes. time yes Mm-hmm. Yes, but all in all, that was really, I thought the chapter I was a beautiful it. way to end the book. So mm-hmm. that was my favorite chapter. What about yours? What was your favorite? Um, you know what? I I would say the girls on the porch, but I'm kind of stuck between the girls on the porch, light feet, and tumble. Okay. Um, I, I love tumble because it was easy for me to read. Um, okay. <laughs> I didn't have issues reading through this one at all. Um, the story was like kind of gut wrenching a little bit towards the end. Um, well, towards the middle. Um, I don't, I don't know if you want me to like, yeah, share okay. with the, share with the, with the okay. audience. <laughs> okay. Audience. Boom. Check it. So this is what happened. <laughs> this young lady who had a dream of. Uh, a specific sport we don't even gotta get in too much detail had um, a fallout with other kids that were living in the apartment complex at this time Um, due to the situation um, she was hurt she couldn't continue with her sport anymore and then on top of that I feel like she lost a lot of confidence and a lot of love because of it um she leaves the her home and then has to come back and she is now living uh living and working for the apartment and she has to come basically confront um one of the young ladies that physically harmed her and you know she just can't rummage you know like get any courage to speak to her look her in the eye because she's she has so much anger, resentment, yes. maybe a grudge yes. towards this girl. <laughs> but she doesn't realize that this girl is also going through so much stuff, um, you know, her own situation. Um, and, I, and I just, I think it's just so real because I love this chapter, not only because it was easy to read, um, but I think sometimes we get caught up in our own world um, that we kind of do forget that, you know, especially with social media, you know, the social media age has taken everything um, Mm -hmm. that everybody goes through their, through their own stuff. Like I can't be upset about something that somebody did to me, you know, one year ago, two years ago, five years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'll, I'll never live. And towards the end of the chapter I loved the way even though it was open ended and that was yes (laughs) one of those however I feel like there was a uh, a mutual understanding between the the two and I I absolutely love that and I absolutely love that it ended where it did it didn't 
like you said, uh, open for interpretation. Yes. Yes. So that one was, it was a really good chapter. I agree. And I'm going to give an honorary mention to, to Tumbo as well. Not, not the whole chapter, but definitely the part about her leaving, going to college and failing, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and coming back because I feel we could all relate to that. Not whether it was college mm-hmm. or, you know, a marriage or a house or mm. anything else, anything. You know, a job, you know, it could really be anything. The fact that you have to accept defeat and learn how to move forward it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier said than done. And some people are better at it than others. And that's okay um, on both ends. But with her, and I think, you know, purposely too, with this chapter is it was much easier to read because she was, she was educated. She got out mm-hmm. of there, did <laughs> yes. a little bit of her thing, <laughs> educated herself a little bit. Uh, she also came from a little bit of a different household. And, you know, I really appreciated that, you know, that you really, outside of what was written, you really had a strong feeling of how each character was, mm. uh, the personality they they clung to. And for me, it was frustrating with her because it's like, you can't blame her. I mean, it sucks. It really does suck. And I guess in a sense, you can, but it's also a question of, how much you you want to sing um which mm-hmm. i feel is a sensitive question to ask in general is how bad do you want something you know that even if somebody beats you down and all but takes that opportunity away from you what right. are you going to do to get it back right what are the links you're going to go to right uh, so for me it was frustrating with her because sometimes i'm just like you know first of all why are you working in the in the support group because <laughs> right I was so confused by that as well yeah I was like why are you working here but I think it was really like a a new chapter like she literally was like finding herself mm-hmm. in every way possible like just rediscovering right. herself and that's where she found herself and kudos to her kudos to anybody who's in that position where they feel like they lost everything and have to mm. truly start over because uh, mm. it's not easy it's not <laughs> let's be clear <laughs> it's not easy I said so that way too hard <laughs> hey but it was felt look i did feel that <laughs> and you know but i think really like you, you got to keep pushing, you know what I yeah. mean? And it was all, all, all that was said and done. And I don't think it made her feel good how everything ended. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why it was so open-ended. I mean, yes, they had that nod and that, that quick little moment. Yeah. But, and I, maybe she felt like, okay, now we're, you know, one for one. You know what I mean? So now I'm good. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Right. But I, I think a part of her, who she really is, didn't really feel that great with how things ended for the person that hurt her so yeah yeah uh and I like that you mentioned the open-endedness because one thing I will say if you are going to read this book be prepared (laughs) be prepared be prepared and I I don't want to say too much about it I think it's a true reflection of life because it's all open-ended the life we're living is literally all open-ended so I feel that's what I got from how some of the chapters ended was like I wanted more but like there wasn't more to give you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it, it just life goes on and now we gotta move on to the next chapter it's really how I took it because at first yes. I was really like what I would reread the last page a couple of times in a chapter and I'm like all right <laughs> you know like but then I had to really stop and think like you know what this is this I think this is purposely done right right yeah. Like, what do you think? Or, I mean, I feel, I, I mean, is it really in, like, in their situation, like, more likely than not, we might already know the way right. this will end, you know? <laughs> right. And I hate to say it, you know, because I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, stereotypical or, you know, whatever word you know would match that but I don't know like I I wish I wanted I wanted more mm-hmm. I I personally wanted more especially with that first chapter and you text me like what happened <laughs> I'm like 
<laughs> I think <laughs> this is right. what went down. So I, I would have loved to for him to add on, maybe because he just wrote it so well. Yes. Um, and I was just lost within the characters. So yes. I, I, I still wanted more. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely Sadiq. If you ever get a hold of this episode, we are very much looking forward to more of what you have to offer. This is an excellent start to your writing career. I really believe so. Yes. Loved it. Yes. Awesome. Well, with that being said, let's take a drink of water really quick. That's the, that's the episode, folks. <laughs> Excuse me. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you again for being on the episode. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I had a great time. Um, I hope I didn't take too much of your time. No, not at all. You took just the right amount of time. Uh, I'm excited to have a little bit of a longer episode this episode. So, hey, I hope you all stuck around for the whole 50 minutes. If not, thank you for tapping in even for just 50 seconds. You know, any of any of it and all of it is appreciated. Um, Before we go, as always, make sure to follow me on bibliophile.af underscore on Instagram only. Uh, I do also have a little compilation video of my birthday if you're at all interested in seeing what I did. But uh, it's mad cute. Y'all should watch it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Also, the next book. So the next book that we will be talking about is I Guess I Haven't Learned That Yet by Shauna Nequist. Oh, yes. That sounds really good. Yes. I guess I haven't learned that yet. Yes. So so we're unlearning the next episode. Everybody, we're unlearning things. <laughs> we're hard. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, thank you, Arminthia, for joining me today. Thank you all for listening, for always being supportive of Bibliophile and anything I have going on. Um, until next time. Never stop reading and I hope to see hear from you all soon.